With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Dancing on Our Disabilities show is a global forum where you're invited to share your personal story of survival and triumph over disability. A meeting place to gather information from experts in the medical community and additional resources for the enrichment of society. A group dedicated to bringing information, support, and love into the lives of people with disabilities, as well as their caregivers. Hello, and happy day, wherever you are and whatever day of the week it is for you. This is Dancing on Our Disabilities Radio. My name is Myra. We want to inspire and motivate you to follow your dreams and to make positive changes in your life and above all, feel well and remain active for as long as possible your entire life. Today, we're going to be talking to a lady who is an amazing energy healer by the name of Mindy Stritch. Wait until you hear about her method of healing. You can find us on Facebook.com, Dancing on Your Disabilities Radio. Remember to like the page when you visit. You can also find us listed as capital MSI and the AmpuSign, D-O-O-D, radio, M-S-I and D-O-O-D radio on Stitcher.com, which is Bluetooth ready, iTunes, and on TalkShoe.com, and always on my website at MyraGoldick.com. All you have to do is press the show archives and search through the radio shows to find the one that you want to listen to. Are your thoughts killing you? Well, that's our topic today. Constant stress can cause chronic pain or even deadly disease. Everyone knows that if you live on a steady diet of fast food or junk food, your body's going to pay the price. It's the exact same thing that happens when your mind is not focused on the positive. Your body will in turn harbor those negative thoughts. And you will find that you're going to develop these issues that you really don't know where they're coming from. Many illnesses can be avoided when you have a strong immune system. Stress and negativity wears down your immune system. If you worry all the time, guess what? Your body will be left wide open, just like your computer is, without proper virus protection. Dancing on Our Disabilities Radio is so excited to introduce you to our guest, Mindy Stritch. She is a certified Reiki Healing Touch International and IFM, that's Integrative Energy Medicine, Energetic Healing Practitioner. Boy, that was <laughs> the owner and founder of Healing Hearts, LLC. Mindy assists clients on their path to healing. Mindy is also an ordained minister and currently in the process of becoming certified as an accredited ICF, International Coaching Federation, life coach. After 25 years of seeking traditional medical solutions for a lifelong battle with an unknown chronic illness, she enrolled at the White Winds Institute of Energetic Healing to find a solution to the health issues that had affected her 
almost all her life. Studying with Dr. Fernand Poulin, I hope I pronounced that right, a prominent leader in the art and science of healing, the unexpected end of her marriage brought Mindy to this place. When she was seeking help, rather than go through all of her bio with you, I'd rather just bring her on because she's written a book called The 28-Day Thought Diet. Uh, she's just an amazing woman. So as, as we discuss all of the things she's done, you will find out right from the horse's mouth what she can do for you and how you can begin to heal your body. So welcome, Mindy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Myra. It's hard That's... for me to listen to all of that. It just feels so self-serving. And But, you know, at the same time as you're talking about our thoughts, and and it's so hard for us to take credit for our, our own accomplishments. And I, as I was listening to you, I thought, wow, good for me. <laughs> good for you is right. And I felt that there was more that I could say but I didn't want to lose anybody. And I know that you've authored these, um, these books and, uh, you know, you really, really believe in, in faith and uh, finding answers in the heart and you're so passionate about helping people discover what they can do by changing the way they think. So let me take you back to when you we're struggling to overcome your own chronic health problems. You want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, I had had heart issues for 25 years, and um, doctors could never diagnose what was wrong with me. They, they put a, a diagnosis of a mitral valve prolapse, which you may have heard of, and I do have that, which is a leaky valve, but the symptoms that I were having were so unusual from anything that I read about mitral valve prolapse. I, I, I would, it, would de- it would debilitate me sometimes where I would be in bed for days or weeks at a time. And I just kind of got to the point where I learned how to live with it, and if I had an episode, so be it. Well, in the summer of 2010, I had probably the worst – not probably, I did have the worst episode of my life where I wound up in the hospital. And while I was in the hospital, the good news was they did a battery of tests and everything came back negative, so that was the good news. And the bad news was, once again, after 25 years, everything came back negative. And I remember lying in that hospital bed saying, I have to find another solution. I knew there was some little whisper inside of me that said, there's something else going on. This is emotional. I don't know why I thought that, but I just know that I did. And I said, I have to find another solution. And I had heard about this thing called energy healing. I had no idea what it was, but I decided to look into it when I got home. And a believer in synchronicity, when I got home and I checked my email, there was an email from the White Winds Institute talking about the one-year program to learn more about energy healing. And I thought, wow, I'm really supposed to be doing this. So I applied, I signed up, um, and I got accepted, and the class started six months later. Within that six months, my husband laughed. And I, as what I learned at White Winds was that everything that was created in my illness had a beginning with an emotional fear of loss. And it started, as I traced everything back, I, my symptoms and this heart issue began when my mother unexpectedly passed away on my 25th birthday, 25 years earlier. And as I started to connect the dots and see that why I wound up in the hospital was because my body knew what my mind wasn't able to 
register at the time, six months before my husband left, that there was something really wrong. And it was trying to get my attention to it. I believe our bodies are always trying to get our attention to what is not in balance in our lives. That's what we refer to as pain. Pain, there's a wonderful acronym for pain. Pay attention inward now. But oftentimes when there's emotions involved, we don't really pay attention because we want to run away from the emotions. And that's what I did. I ran away from the potential loss of my mom. I ran away from the potential loss of my, my husband. But my body was unable to run away from it because just as you said, we digest our thoughts, we digest our food. If we don't have healthy thoughts and we don't eat healthy food, it has to impact our body. So when I started to learn about this in my healing class, my issues, my, my physical issues went away and they have not come back. Um, and the unexpected joy in all of this is the unexpected gift is I took this class from my own healing, but as a result of what I learned and how it transformed my life since I was in the process of getting divorced, I needed to get a job and start a career at 51 years old and I thought oh my god this is what I'm supposed to be doing so all of that pain that broke me open physically and emotionally opened my eyes and opened to my heart to what I'm supposed to be doing in my life to create not only to serve others by doing healing but to serve myself and understand what I need to do for my own life to take responsibility so I can be happy. And I, I know, you know, as Oprah says, what I know for sure, what I know for sure is that every single person that's listening to this show and walking on the planet, wherever we have any kind of pain in our lives, it's trying to get our attention to where something is not right, something is in a out of balance energetically. And if we start looking at those imbalances, and that's what I do as a healer, I bring the unconscious up to the conscious awareness because without, we say, without feeling it, you can't heal it. So you have to see it. And, and we bury a lot of our emotions and that energy and that pain so deep inside of us that we don't even know that it's there. This issue that I had around my heart it even went back further than my mom if you trace it all the way back I, I lost an infant brother when I was six years old and we all have those patterns of energy in our lives and in our bodies and that's where we need to start really digging deep into that for our own healing I love what you just said and it is something that I totally support and believe in because not only have I had the same type of experience, I see it and witness it in others. To give you an example, when I was in corporate America, I it, I was in the cosmetic industry, and there there are a few very important seasons like Christmas, you know, fragrances and Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and so forth the workload would be astronomical leading up to the holidays, starting in September. And I would get through the whole thing. I was raising a family. I was dealing with um, issues, mobility issues, because of the polio I had as a child. And I would get through everything. And then the first chance I had when I was off between Christmas and New Year's, I would get sick. <laughs> and I, I knew that I thought not to become ill before. And when I had that time, all of that frustration, all of that stress, all of that, all that I had ingested emotionally during that period came out, and I would become sick. I've also noticed it with 
chronic pain, if I am suppressing something that I'm really unhappy about that makes me feel unfulfilled, I'll end up feeling horrible, you know, lacking energy, aching in every part of my body. And I'm not going to suggest that the pain that polio survivors have or people with arthritis or what is imaginary, I think it's absolutely real, but I think it's exacerbated by a poor thinking pattern. Would you say I was right? Absolutely, and, and beliefs, thoughts and beliefs, you know, to, you know, to your point about what you experienced um, after the stressful seasons in retail, you know, I don't know what the percentages are, but I know that we all know a lot of people who are um, involved with loved ones that are terminally ill, and they, they take care of them through uh, a, an illness that's not only physically draining but emotionally draining. And how many times do we hear after a spouse or a child sadly passes away that the main caretaker within months gets seriously ill because they're taking on and holding all of that stress, not taking care of their own needs, and also taking on the other person's stress. If you look at, uh, you know, animals or, or pets, they're so sensitive to energy that oftentimes they feel what we're feeling. It's so, very true. Mm-hmm. I, I think that sometimes the animals can detect it even before the actual full bone illness comes out. Look at Christopher Reeves. Where after he had that severe spinal cord injury and he finally passed, then right after his wife developed breast cancer and that's died. That's right. That's right. I, I forgot that, but that that's right. It's and what so you're saying, true. It's yes. very true. And animals, they use animals now all the time to, to detect cancer. Mm-hmm. Cancer is actually the failure of cells to stop growing and die off. So they mutate. So when you're stressed and unhappy, and harboring really dark negative thoughts or fears. In your case, it was terrible fear that you had of being left and abandoned. Uh, rightfully so. You lost your mother and your husband and, and an infant brother. So you developed this chronic fear. So I can understand that completely. And, and I, always, I always say, what, if you're unhappy eventually it's going to take its toll on your body. You cannot live that way. You have to find out why you're unhappy and find a way to heal yourself. And you're a woman of faith, so that must have helped you. Um, I didn't have much faith until, you know, after my mother passed away. I I didn't grow up in a family that, that was very religious, and so I was, I guess I would say I was, agnostic, um, culturally Jewish, but not really involved in religion in any way. Um, But when my mother passed away on my birthday, there was something again, there's something inside of all of us at some point, I call it the whisper, that that's really the truth. It's our intuition, it's, it's our, it's, it's life pulling us to something bigger than our mind will let us believe is true. And for me at that moment, it was, I, it couldn't be a coincidence. In my, in my mind and in my heart, there was no way it was a coincidence that my mother passed away on my 25th birthday. So I started this journey of learning about anything spiritual to make me feel better, to give me answers. And that's how I became a woman of faith because I learned how to trust a higher power inside of me that I was connected to that made sense out of something that for me at that time didn't make sense. Does that make sense? 
<laughs> oh, it makes complete sense. It, it really does. I, I I was not raised in a very religious family either. We we were Catholics, but my mother, she, I think it was probably more for my brother and I. She practiced the faith. We were broken families, so it was my mother was um, my main caregiver. But I always. Now, this is going to sound very weird because I write about it in my books, but I always knew that I was going to face a traumatic physical challenge in my life. And that started around five. And I had an unnatural fear about getting polio. Now, people can say, well, there were all of these posters everywhere and it was a very fearful thing for people it was like the AIDS of, 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 of childhood diseases and uh, my brother wasn't afraid I don't, I don't know any other children that were afraid I was and it was almost as if I knew what the future held for me and I'm I, I, to this day I am not religious I'm spiritual so I think there is a lot to be said for a higher power that governs our life no matter what faith you practice or don't practice whether you believe or not I think it's better when you believe because you have <laughs> you have a place to go in your heart and mind when things get really rough but getting back to you and what you do, what do you say to a non-believer that their mind could be affecting their body? Hmm. That's a really good question. You know, I'm, I believe that it's important for me as a practitioner to accept everybody where they are so I certainly would not treat somebody who is a non-believer any differently than somebody who was a believer. Um, I believe that from that perspective, again, we're talking about a higher power, that if there is somebody who is a, air quotes, non-believer that is talking to me and curious about what I do, there's a reason that they are talking to me that hasn't been shown to their conscious awareness. There's a curiosity, just like for me, there was a curiosity of um, what is energy healing when I knew, there, I knew nothing about it, but I, what I knew was something in my life was not going right. And I wasn't finding the answers that I was looking for. So I had to look in, in another direction. So what I would say is, you know, be open-minded. There's nothing to lose. There's no side effects. There's no detriment. There's what, what is it that you fear about attempting to heal whatever it is that's going on in your life? Okay, what is, for those people that will listen to this show, what is energy healing exactly? Energy healing, well, if you think about the human body, Myra, from, from a um, fundamental perspective, we are all energy. We didn't always look like we look when we look in the mirror, right? We were initially two cells that started to grow um, when we were fetuses. And those cells, when the sperm and the egg hit each other and we started to be created to what we are as human beings, those cells are made up of energy. Um, if you remember from science class in high school, and I don't remember much, but I do remember that cells are made up of atoms and atoms are made up of energy. 
And so our bodies are made up of over 50 trillion cells, atom, cells of, of energy. So the, everything in the universe, and this is not new age spiritual woo-woo, this is quantum physics and science, that every single thing in the universe, from the chair I'm sitting on, to the phone that, we're, that I'm talking on, to the air that seems to be separating everything, it's all made up of the same stuff. The only thing that differentiates it is the speed and the vibration in which it is spinning in space. And the reason we look solid is because the frequency of the energy, the atoms that make up our body, vibrates at a slower speed than the air. So you can't see the air, you can't see what's going on, but most of what's going on in the universe starts in the space where you don't see anything. Um, you know, and I know that sounds, for a lot of people, that sounds like they can't wrap your head around it, but wrap your head around this for a moment. Right now, we are standing or sitting on a ball that's going 935 miles an hour in the middle of space called the Earth. <laughs> But we don't spend any time thinking about, oh, my God, I am standing in the middle on a ball that's going 934 miles an hour. But we feel pretty grounded, right? So what's the the illusion? Where's the real illusion? Because we feel pretty steady on this planet that's in the middle of space. Um, So if you could wrap your head around that, there's a lot more energetically going on around us that is impacting our lives. We are sending, constantly sending and receiving signals to and from the environment. And whatever tone we live in is the tone that we receive back. Your physical body is only one part of who we are. There's a field of energy. Some people know it as the human energy field. Others know it as the human biofield. Science has been able to detect it. That field of energy surrounds your body. It's about three to four feet from where your physical body is. And within that circle of energy, it contains every bit of information of who you are it contains your thoughts, it contains your emotions, it contains every experience of your life. And all of that information is also stored in the cells of your body. You know, it's not very different than the Internet. We are all connected through the Internet these days. There's a lot of information out there, but you don't see it, but you know it's there. And it's the same Mm. thing with energy. So every thought that we put out in the world, every belief that we put out in the world is what we're receiving back. And all of that energy. So if you think of something like um, grief, grief has an energy. It has a vibration. For me, all of that abandonment and that loss, all that grief that I felt my entire life was heavy, dense energy in my body. And when it would rise up, like when my husband was leaving, I would get sick because my body was trying to tell me, too much grief. You need to let it go. But I didn't know it was there. And the opposite is true. You knew you had fears, but you couldn't connect it to how it was manifesting itself in your body. That's right, because when we go, and, and listen, I, I say all the time, I am a fan of conventional medicine. I go to doctors. You know, if somebody said you have a brain tumor, I would go to a neurosurgeon and say, please remove it. But I'd also go to an energy healer. That's where I think what I do comes in and what my, my hope and prayer is that one day um, – People that do what I do are working alongside allopathic standard 
physicians to help heal the entire body and the field because what we do really well um, in standard Western medicine is find where there is something wrong in the body. But what we don't know, what we don't do well, is figure out what the root cause of that is. So we could take the tumor out, and we could take the cancer out, and we can give you a pill to take the symptoms away, but you're, you're not getting rid of the root cause of it because it's an, it's an emotional, energetic um, situation that's creating that. So that's where I and most people don't connect the dots. Yeah, I agree with you. And it, it's a fascinating topic because when, if I give you another short example, when I was first diagnosed with um, post-polio sequela, and I was experiencing a lot of pain, and, and I was struggling to hide what was happening to my body because I was in such a um, superficial industry, you know, where the people all had to look a certain way and so forth and all of that. And I had excessive pain. Mm-hmm. from, uh, well, post-polio. But you said something that was key. Because when you finally ex- realize that you're losing something, you're losing some of the mobility that you thought that you had gained back after your initial attack of polio, which, you know, it usually caused caused a great deal of, uh, effort to heal with physical therapy and heal to a certain degree, when you find that you did not totally conquer the damage that was done to your body and you start slipping backwards a little bit, grief sets in. You are devastated. And, and that, in my opinion, exacerbates whatever muscle strain pain, joint pain that you're having because you are in a state of complete grief. This, How could this happen? How could it happen twice? How could I have this change my life for the second time? And what you said was just so clear because I realized that later on. Mm-hmm. And I am so, I guess, a believer of what you do that when I had to have surgery... I went to a holistic energy healer for a year before the surgery so that I would have a really, my my immune system would be good. I would be in the best possible condition to face that surgery and heal. You know, it was bone surgery I needed. But fantastic. Mindy, we're going to take a break. Uh, Just before we go on that break, in case somebody can't, for the whole show when you go into exactly what goes on during one of your healing periods. Give give everybody your contact information, please. Oh, sure. I would love to. Thank you, Myra. Um, You can reach me at Mindy, M-I-N-D-Y, at healingheartenergy.com. That's my email address, Mindy at HealingHeartEnergy.com. And if you want to learn more about energy healing or me, you can go to my website at HealingHeartEnergy.com. Thank you for that. And for everybody out there in cyberspace, we'll be right back. So don't go away because we're going to talk about exactly what happened. Okay. Great. Are you feeling stuck in your everyday life? Maybe you're stuck and discontent or even worse, downright unhappy. Do you find yourself procrastinating about what to do to get yourself unstuck? Don't worry. I can help you, get you back in action, and help you find the happiness you deserve. Visit me at http semicolon forward slash forward slash Myra goldick.com that's m-y-r-a-g-o-l-d-i-c-k and check out my workbook 
focused, unstuck, and back in action. You'll be glad you did. Hello again, this is Myra, and you are listening to Dancing on Our Disabilities Radio, and we have your back. We try to give you as much information that can help you feel well and great in this world. And today, we're talking to Mindy Stritch, and she is an energy healer. So, Mindy, tell us, when somebody feels that something intuitively is wrong with them that and has not been diagnosed by conventional med- medicine because it's maybe not something that can be diagnosed in that manner. What happens when they decide to become a client? Well, whether they, you know, I also have clients, and I'm, I'll answer your question in a second, but I also have clients who have been diagnosed with illness, and they still intuitively feel like there's something else going on. So either way, when somebody comes to do a session with me, I sit and talk with them for a while to kind of um, ask them what they're feeling because that's one thing that, um, again, kind of uh, I hope one day more and more medical doctors are able to do is, is instead of, you know, we, we go to doctors and we trust what they're telling us and we stop trusting what we're telling us and we know what's wrong more often than the doctors do. We need to do a little bit of self-diagnosis. So I want to hear what my clients feel is really going on at a deeper level. Like what do they feel their body is trying to tell them? So I start with that and I just listen. Just listen to what they're telling me. And most of the time, it's hard to explain, Myra, but something happens. There's a word. There's an expression there's a gesture, there's some sort of uh, energy that is already speaking to me through their field, their, because we're all connected. And when I'm doing my work, I am totally tuned into their channel, totally present to what's happening in their body. And I could already start to sense where there might be an imbalance in energy. So if somebody has an issue with their gallbladder or their lungs or they have lower back pain, I work energetically in those areas. I'm not healing the liver, for instance. I'm healing the energy around the liver because the liver and every other part of our body knows exactly what it needs to do to heal. We just need to help facilitate that by having a more, you know, a more positive attitude and, and um, in my case, facilitating the movement and the opening of the energy so that the body can do what it needs to do. And what I've been trained to do is learn how to sense and feel where there are imbalances in the energy in the body. This is this is probably a difficult question for you, but can you sense it or feel it via the phone, or does somebody have Absolutely. to Absolutely. Oh, now that's amazing. Now that's important. So for people who are not really in your physical uh, location, um, what state are you in? I'm in Georgia. Georgia. That's what I thought. But they would like to have a uh, session with you or sessions or you'll be able to help them via the phone? Yes. And I know, again, that sounds a little like, huh, how is that possible? And the way I explain it is energetically, we are all connected there is a web of energy that connects everything in the universe. So just like, where are you, Myra? I'm in Florida. So okay. In Florida. So just like you're in Florida and I'm in Georgia, and we can call somebody you know, in Australia and say, hey, turn on the television, and we could all watch the same thing, 
we're all connected through that signal. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing energetically. There's nothing separating me from you when we're doing the work because I'm energetically um, working connected. in your field. Yes. In, in the field. Now, if a person doesn't believe, now let's say it's a couple. And one of the partners believes very strongly, and the other partner doesn't believe at all. However, they are coerced into going because the partner feels this is going to help you. Can they still be healed if they won't cooperate? Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, the honest answer to that is maybe yes, maybe no. So the maybe yes part of it is when you're working with your my belief in a higher power you know my only intent when i do healing sessions is that whatever is in the highest good for my client happen and sometimes that means that there's not healing on a physical basis you know we may people pass away and that doesn't mean and that means that they weren't cured of their disease but it could mean that they were healed if that makes sense mm-hmm. it does to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other the opposite is true so the no part of it is that um, you know what we resist persists so whatever thoughts and energy we are putting out we're sending that signal out we're we're sending that vibration um, out into the the world, and we're going to get that back. So if we're sending out, I don't believe in this. This isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Well, you're right. It's not going to work because <laughs> we get what we ask for, whether we know it or not. A lot of times well, we don't you, know that we're asking for it. <laughs> if you believe you can, that's what will happen. If you believe you can't, that's what will happen. That's right. And what you resist persists. So if you keep saying, you know, my life is sad, my life is sad, my life is sad, your life is going to be sad. You're resisting your, you really want to be happy. But if you keep saying my life is sad, you can't be happy. Is the glass half full or half empty? So So true. Oh, wow. People do the same thing with money. They, they spend so much time worrying about not having it. Guess what? They're not going to have it. That's right. There's an abundant universe. We could have anything that we want. We have to get our lives energetically in alignment with our desires. And that means shifting our thoughts and our beliefs. That's what's standing in the way. Yeah, and I think that's one of the hardest concepts for people to really grasp. And I love the idea of your book, The 28-Day Thought Diet. I I may have the name a little wrong, but I just love it because I feel that it's very similar to using certain speech habitual negative habits, like people who are constantly saying, "Um," or you know what I mean, or something like that, that it's a filler for a conversation. And if they listen to themselves and they hear it, they suddenly become aware that they are using these and um, um, all these filler words to an excessive degree, and therefore they become so conscious of doing it, they automatically learn to stop doing it because it becomes so loud and I think it's the same thing with thoughts if you are harboring a lot of fearful or negative thoughts and they are dominating what you're thinking oh my goodness if you're not aware of it how are you ever going to break that cycle until you become aware and, that's and I'm not sure that that's what you touched on in your book because I haven't read it yet, but it's on my, it's on well, my list. 
Well, well book, thank you. Yeah. Well, I actually co-authored the book. It's actually uh, 14 or 15 chapters, and each person wrote a different chapter, and each chapter is one day mm-hmm. of a positive thought and mm-hmm. to just focus on that thought. So my chapter is all about the attitude of gratitude. There's always something that you can find to be grateful for. Even in the worst circumstances, there's always something if you think about it. You know, and I always say, well, how about the fact that you're breathing right now? How often are you grateful for the fact that, how often do we, we take, you know, you talk about Christopher Reeve, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we don't thank our bodies enough for the miracle of what it is, you know, that our lung, we don't have to think, breathe lungs, beat heart. It just does it. It just does it. It just gives. <laughs> it just gives and gives and gives, and we don't pay any attention to it. And then when it stops doing what it's supposed to do, then we get all angry and frustrated because it's not working. Well, how would it change your life if you spent five minutes just being grateful for your body? But most people, do you know how many thoughts a human being has in a day? Oh. I can't even imagine must be thousands. Yeah, it's studies have shown that a human being has anywhere between 40 and 60,000 thoughts a day. Most of them are negative and most of them are repetitive. So 98% of the thoughts that you have today are the same thoughts that you had yesterday. What a waste of thoughts. <laughs> what a waste of living and enjoying life. Mm-hmm. But most people are not aware, you see, and that's, that's the point. That's where it all starts because we go through most of our lives unconscious. We think that we are our thoughts and we don't separate them. But when we start to observe our thoughts, when we start to become aware, wait a minute, Let me look at that thought for a second. Is that true? Wait, is it true that, you know, I'm not good enough to try and get that job? And if you believe that, and chances are you do because you've had that thought, I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or he's going to leave me and I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. When you start breaking it all down, it, it's all of those thoughts for all of the years of the life that you've been on earth. Well, until you become aware of that thought, you can't change it. Somebody once said to me when I first, when I had to go back into mobility device to move around about continuously maybe, five or six years ago for anything more than a couple of steps into someone's house or a building. And now even that's difficult. So I was using the scooter and I was very, very self-conscious if I went to networking events where there were lots of people and all of that. And I realized that I was thinking very negatively about how I might appear to people based on uh, the stigmas that people attach to anyone with a visible challenge. And somebody once said to me, in fact, she she was an energy healer. She said to me, oh, I don't see you like that at all. She said, I see you in your scooter the way you are as somebody that's not easily forgotten because you're not just another pair of stilettos. And when she said that, it changed my way of thinking when I went out. Because as much as I practiced being grateful and bringing happiness into my life, and I'm, I'm, I'm a real queen at doing that, I still allow some of these negative thoughts to creep in. And I said, oh my goodness, if I just change my attitude, it makes you special. Who's going to forget when I come riding in, no matter how many people there are there, unless it's, it's a scooter convention, 
<laughs> so, you know, I did change my thinking, and it did help me tremendously. So, you know, your chapter is one that I think is key for getting through life in a positive, happy state of mind. And I'm not talking about that euphoric feeling like a soap bubble that comes floating into your life and you reach out to touch it and it pops because something wonderful happened one day and the next day you drop a pot of coffee and smash it all over the floor and the rest of the day is, is caca. But I'm talking about consistently feeling good about life. So I, I love what you do. I think it's very, very special. Thank you. You know, one thing, if I could add, which is something that I think is a perspective that could be very helpful for people, is we tend to look at the emotions and thoughts that we have that we don't want as negative, and we all want to be the happy, happy, joyful people all the time. But the truth of the matter is it's all energy. And, and even the, and I'm putting my hands up now and making air quotes, even the negative feelings and thoughts have a purpose. They're there for a reason. So it's not so much, and as you said, sometimes you have negative thoughts. Well, we're human beings. And if you think about life, um, Jane Fonda said something once, and I love this. She said, we were not born to be perfect. We were born to be whole. And whole means the negative and the positive. Whole means a day is made up of light and dark. And there's going to be times in our lives that are filled with joy, and there are going to be times in our life that are going to be filled with sorrow. And when we try to resist those times that we don't want, again, what we resist persists, the best way to move through those dark times, those negative emotions, is to acknowledge and accept them too, to love every part of ourselves, every single part. And that's what that woman was seeing in you that maybe perhaps you weren't seeing in yourself. And you don't have to have polio. We all walk around like that. Even the most beautiful models feel feel that way about themselves sometimes. And it's all about, and I believe that's what our emotions want us to do. Whatever you're feeling, if you treat that feeling and that emotion as if it was a child and you love it and you say to your grief or to your uh, not feeling good enough, tell me what you want me to know. I'm here for you. I love you. You're part of me. What, why are you here? You're here to serve me for some reason. Bring it to the light. And that's how you release it and let it go. And that's how it is no longer... In your field, you start breaking those thoughts and breaking those patterns because you change your thoughts about your beliefs of yourself. That's so beautifully put. I also believe that if you never felt pain, you would never know joy. Right. So it's part of living. You have to have some emotional downtimes in order to really appreciate and understand the what it feels like to really feel alive and enjoy life so it's it's a it's a revolving door i think the key is to keep the bad feelings as seldom as possible and to embrace all the other wonderful parts of your life because if you let the, the, the fears and the negative dominate, you are, you are a victim of, of those thoughts. Right. But it, and the way, in my belief, what we need to do with those thoughts is to let them 
show show them to yourself don't bury the anger don't hide the grief don't not talk about the shame because that's how we give them power and control by making believe that they're not there allow them to come to the surface without judging them everybody that has these emotions have them for a reason they're there for a reason and until we start to look at them we don't know what the reason is that it's knocking at the door saying you know for me my abandonment issues for instance that I ran away from ran away from the fear um, I know now that those were all ways of me learning to love myself and so I know now that I can never be abandoned and it's from that place of learning how to love myself through those abandonment issues that I have that I have created such amazing relationships in my life. So inspiring, so beautiful. I want to um, tell anybody listening with chronic problems, particularly pain, usually a, a disorder of any kind is accompanied by pain. Reach out before you take a pharmaceutical. And sometimes pharmaceuticals are necessary. I'm definitely not against the pharmaceutical industry. My brother happens to be a medical doctor. But I think you first have to try being open to a a holistic approach and that's what Mindy does so having said that I would like you to give your information and contact information one more time I am also going to have a blog on both um, my website and it'll be posted everywhere on Google Plus and Pinterest and the links of Facebook and so forth the links going back to this interview so you can hear more about the details of what Mindy does and what energy healing is and what your own personal energy field may be putting out there Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um, before we go because we're almost at the top of the hour can you tell everybody how to reach you one more time yes Um, so my email address is Mindy M-I-N-D-Y at healingheartenergy.com and you can go to my website at healingheartenergy.com www.healingheartenergy.com and also let me just mention that if anybody is interested um, you can contact me and I would be happy to give you a free 30-minute healing consultation that's something I do for anybody who Um, reaches out through um, my website because I do realize that for a lot of you this is new it was new to me Um, but as Myra said I too encourage you to trust what you're feeling Um, sometimes drugs are, are perfectly acceptable and there's nothing wrong with taking them if you feel like they're helping you but if there's something else going on if there's a whisper inside of you that's saying this just doesn't feel right for me something is not the way that it should be then let's look in that look at that and see if we could figure out what your body's trying to tell you what your energy is trying to tell you that is very very wonderful and I will mention it in the blog that uh, if people call you and uh, or reach out to you and they also say that they heard it on Dancing on Heart Disabilities, that you will give them that um, consultation to see if uh, you're a good match. <laughs> so I, I really love your, your interview today, and I, I hope, sincerely hope from the bottom of my heart, that it opens 
some doors for some people who are not feeling good, who are having issues that's making life miserable for them. So thank you so much, Mindy. Oh, gosh, thank you. This was so fun. I can't believe how fast it went. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody says that because it's, it's just fun. I always say it's like a cheat sheet. I learn things from my guests as if I had been in class. I'm, I learned. You taught me things. I didn't even know about how wide the energy field was around us. I learned from every single guest. So it was my delight, my pleasure, and you're welcome back. And maybe we'll do a Q&A if people have questions. I would love it. Love, love, love okay. it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Myra. This and has been a real pleasure. Oh, you, you, it, it's my pleasure, too. And you're so welcome. And to you out there in cyberspace, thank you for listening. And remember to visit MyraGoldick.com and sign up for my show and guest announcements newsletter. You will also receive a free bonus when you do that. So you don't have to miss a show. And until next time, never sit it out. Remember to dance. You've been listening to Dancing on Our Disabilities, a production created for the people and by the people. If you wish to contribute information, your story, or reliable, validated medical information to our program, please visit Myra Goldick or visit our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash dancing on our disabilities. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.